All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an Welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror. I'm Rob Holmes. So the horror sequel is a tricky thing, right? There are a lot of them, and to be honest, most of them kind of suck. But some of them are pretty awesome. And today I'll be talking about ten of them. Right, so before we begin, uh, let me just say that this is not a ranking or a top ten. So if there's a sequel that you like and it isn't on the list, it'll probably end up on the next one. Also... For this list, I'll only be talking about sequels that are actually sequels, not just in name only. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Troll 2. Plus, look, Troll 2 easily tops the So Bad It's Good list, which I'll be covering on another episode. Now, this list will only be covering the second film in a horror series, so Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Halloween 3, and Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning, won't be making the list. Yeah, I know I just pissed off a ton of people right there, but seriously, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 is the first in the series to give the audience an MTV high-gloss, fully-realized dream world, which looks absolutely amazing. Thank you, Rennie Harlan. One of the only good things he's given us, well, that and, like, Cliffhanger, a couple of good movies. Halloween 3 is basically a Black Mirror episode starring Tom Atkins, and seriously, who doesn't love Tom Atkins? And look, I gotta say, Roy Burns gives Jason Voorhees a run for his money when it comes to creative kills and a high body count there, I said it. Finally, since I am talking about sequels, there will be some spoilers about the films and their predecessors. Anyway, here are 10 awesome horror sequels you need to see. Number 10, Final Destination 2, 2003, directed by David R. Ellis. While it sucks that Devin Sawa doesn't return, what doesn't suck are the insane Rube Goldberg-esque kills in this sequel directed by the late David R. Ellis. Mixing practical and digital effects in brutal fashion, each grisly kill is put front and center on display. The opening highway scene alone puts this film in the upper echelon of creative kills. What also makes this sequel stand out is that there's actually a behind-the-scenes featurette on the DVD and Blu-ray showing how all the kills were created. After watching this back when the film came out on DVD, I was blown away at the care and creativity that was put into this film. Seriously, if you haven't seen this film, you are missing out on what I consider to be the best in the series. I'm still confused how Ellis followed this up with the dreadful fourth film, The Final Destination. You know... I blame the inclusion of 3D. Never a good idea. Number 9. Demons 2, 1986, directed by Lamberto Bava. The premise is simple. A group of tenants and guests are trapped in a high-rise apartment that is infested with demons who are hunting them down. Is it basically the same movie as the first, but just taking place in an apartment building instead of a movie theater? Yes. Does it make it any less awesome? No. No, it does not. While the demon effects were pretty good in the first film, they are perfected in this one. The greenish-purple skin tones, the red and yellow eyes, the teeth, all of the teeth, 
Plus, watching a demon come out of a TV just looks really cool. Oh yeah, so the demons appear because a documentary crew resurrected demons in this forbidden zone, and somehow they were able to beam themselves through the TV screen. Okay, so the plot of Terror Vision makes more sense than this, but then again, it was co-written and produced by Dario Argento. So there's that. Either way, this film is great and a must-watch for all Italian horror fans. Number 8, Rec 2, 2009, directed by Wame Balaguero and Paco Plaza. Taking place 15 minutes after the first film, this follow-up to 2007's Rec delves deeper into the events surrounding the quarantine of an apartment building in Barcelona, Spain. Manuela Velasco gives another fantastic performance as journalist Angela Vidal, one of the few survivors of the first film. While from the outside this may look like your run-of-the-mill zombie film, Wreck 2 makes a sharp left turn and takes you on a very unexpected ride. After you finish this film, you will definitely want to start up the first one again and have a closer look. There are two sequels, and when I heard about Wreck 3 Apocalypse, I was excited about unraveling more of the mystery. But instead, we got a side story that took the whole found footage concept and disregards it 15 minutes into the film. Yeah, this is where you can stop the series, as the directing duo had split up so that each could direct one of the two terrible sequels. But hey, at least we have the first two. Number 7. Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. 2014. Directed by Tommy Wurkola. Norwegian horror has really come into its own lately, and director Tommy Wurkola showcases just how awesome it can be with his Dead Snow series. The best way to describe it would be Evil Dead, but sub out the Deadites for Nazi zombies. Picking up where Dead Snow ends, Dead Snow 2 begins. Our main hero Martin, still trying to escape Nazi zombies and now brandishing a new zombie arm, seeks the help of an American zombie hunting team headed up by Martin Starr, an undead Soviet army, and the most useful zombie sidekick of all time. Oh, and the gore has been turned up to 12 for this one. The hospital scene? <laughs> yeah, that makes sure of that. For the complete Dead Snow experience, you can check out the fan edit that combines both films called The Final Redemption which turns this into a three-hour zombie masterpiece. Number 6. Evil Dead 2, 1987, directed by Sam Raimi. Of course this movie is on here, how could it not be? It's Evil Dead 2, the sequel to the ultimate experience in grueling horror. This was the film that defined Bruce Campbell and the iconic character of Ash Williams. Whereas the first film was meant to be a straight horror film, Evil Dead 2 mixes comedy and horror perfectly together. The first six minutes of this film act as a bare-bones remake of the original and goes straight sequel from where the original ended. Easily Sam Raimi's best film, Evil Dead 2 is filled with so much creative style and visual flair, it has been used as the blueprint for countless other films and an inspiration for indie horror directors everywhere. Number 5. Phantasm 2 1988, directed by Don Coscarelli. The Tall Man is back. The best of the series, and probably the hardest one to find since the rights of it are owned by Universal. It's also the only one in the series with a studio budget of $3 million, which was the highest of the series, yet it was also the lowest budget film produced by Universal in the 1980s. 
This film was also divisive to hardcore fans of the series due to the recasting of Mike from A. Michael Baldwin to James LaGrosse. Looking past that, though, Phantasm II is insanely creative, gory, and introduces the audience to the gold sphere with all of its blades and weapons. The mortician scene in particular just keeps getting stuck in my head. So many great lines in this film, and then, just when you think it's over, it's never over. Because they made three more of them, and each one just gets worse. But Phantasm 2 is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend you check it out if you haven't already. Number 4. Inferno, 1980. Directed by Dario Argento. The second chapter in the Three Mothers trilogy is an underrated Argento masterpiece. This follow-up to 1977's Suspiria, where we met Mater Suspiriorum, gives us a look at Mater Tenenbrom, the Mother of Darkness. An American college student living in Rome and his sister, who is living in New York, both investigate a series of murders taking place in both locations. It also just happens that both cities house a coven of witches. Visually, the film is Argento at his absolute best, and it may be one of his best stories, too, though Argento isn't known as being a storyteller. Argento always thought that story got in the way of his films. Try and explain the fever dream ending of Suspiria to someone who hasn't seen the film. In this case, though, it totally works, especially with the layered lighting and dreamlike tone that permeates the entire film. Argento didn't finish his trilogy until 2007 when he released The Mother of Tears. Please avoid that film. It is terrible. Inferno, on the other hand, is pure greatness. Number 3. Night of the Demons 2, 1994, directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. Angela and Hall House. Ah, the memories. If you've seen the 1988 original or awful 2009 remake, then you're probably all too familiar with Angela Franklin, the main antagonist of the Night of the Demons series. While the first film gave us Angela's origin story, the sequel makes it a family affair by getting Angela's younger sister, Mouse, involved. This is the epitome of a B-movie. But like, a really, really good B-movie. Over-the-top kills, campy humor, insane practical effects given the low budget, and the overall production value. Most notable among the cast are Christy Harris as the lead BB, and Christine Taylor as Terry, who you may know as Marsha from the Brady Bunch movie, Zoolander, Ben Stiller's wife, and the show Hey Dude. It was on Nickelodeon. Late 80s, early 90s. Anybody remember Hey Dude? It was, it was okay. It was alright. Maybe I'll see if I can find that later. Easily the best film of director Brian Trenchard Smith's career, best known for directing Leprechaun 3 and 4, this is a film you need to find and watch immediately. Seriously. Night of the Demons 2. You need to watch immediately. Number 2. Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, 2007. Directed by Joe Lynch. After watching the first wrong turn, I thought to myself, you know, this film is good, but it'd be better if Henry Rollins was in it. Apparently, director Joe Lynch somehow read my mind. Better than the original, this straight-to-video gore fest is Joe Lynch's directorial debut. Henry Rollins stars as the host of a reality show that decides to film in the backwoods of West Virginia, when a family of deformed inbred cannibals starts slaughtering everyone. 
The opening scene featuring American Idol finalist Kimberly Caldwell set the audience up for an insane ride and upped the ante for straight-to-video horror. Yes, the Wrong Turn series has fallen apart, but this is one that stands tall among the rest. Very, very tall. And unlike many of the other ones, three in particular, this film is loaded with practical effects goodness and a huge body count compared to the first film. Number 1. Sleepaway Camp 2 Unhappy Campers, 1998, directed by Michael A. Simpson. And we've hit the Angela trifecta. I'm now realizing I picked three films with a major character named Angela. Huh. Angela Baker, the Angel of Death. You know, I feel if I were to explain to someone the ending of Sleepaway Camp and then tell them that in the sequel that Angela is played by Bruce Springsteen's sister, Pamela Springsteen, I'm pretty sure their brain would explode in their skulls. Then I'd have to explain that the main protagonist, Molly, is played by Renee Estevez, the sister of Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, and then I'm pretty sure we'd have a scanner's moment. Now, this was filmed simultaneously with Sleepaway Camp 3 Teenage Wasteland, but this, this is the film that seemed to get all the creative love, which to me, just enhances how awesome this sequel truly is. I mean, the plot is simple. Angela, now supposedly reformed, has become a counselor at Camp Rolling Hills, and is adamant that everyone follow the rules, or she will kill them, all of them. Sometimes this movie doesn't even feel real, and more like a... It feels more like the movie within a movie that we always wanted to come to life. And this, this movie is amazing in every single way, and Pamela Springsteen is a national treasure. I cannot stress this enough. And those are ten awesome horror sequels. Know of any that I missed? Do you hate one of my choices? Have you seen them all and wish I had picked something better? then let me know. Next time, I'll probably put it on that list. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, share, and subscribe for more horror-related content. You can find me with my social media handle, Holmes Invasion, or Oh The Horrorcast. Find the podcast at holmesinvasion.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rob Holmes, and this has been another episode of Oh The Horror. Time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. When there's no more room in hell, the dead. Are.